Welcome to Anturia Diaries Prequel Stories, written and narrated by Heather Lynn McMillan and copyright 2022. Content warning. The Anturia Diaries prequel stories consistently feature themes of graphic violence, profanity, controversial topics, and sexual content. As such, these podcasts are not suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Some episodes also contain more specific themes which may be triggering. These episodes will feature further content warnings in the notes. Please take care of yourself and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. of elders had disbanded during the Civil War, and a couple dozen representatives from the elders were still working as a makeshift council with myself at the head of it. Typically, we have functioned with me in an autocratic role because of the state of crisis in which we found ourselves since the outbreak of the war. Situations were finally getting to the point where critical and timely decisions weren't quite as frequent, and I wanted to relinquish this authority back to a voting council. Many issues that arose since the outbreak were not critical, but I still deferred to the council remnants, particularly when they pertain to long-term decisions for our people on Ontario. We decided in our last meeting to form a new council with officials voted in by representatives. The council would look different now, as we would not have one person from every race and sub-race represented. Sometimes the elders weren't elderly due to the number of deaths from the Civil War and the influx of violence in combating violent human pockets. We would no longer have any representation from Tukduran, since those till with Teg that remained there were effectively trapped and unable to participate in forming a new government. We also had some communities that did not want to participate in a new government and shut themselves off completely. I even motioned to permit humans into our council since we had a population of them in nearly every community in Landorus now, except for the ones that had closed themselves off entirely. I remember this day very well. Dalfia got me dressed out in my regalia for the official meeting. I was nervous because not only would the entire council be voted in by the constituents across Landorus, but they would also be voting me in as leader. While no one officially ran against me, the public could vote for any council position on the planet. Dalfia kept assuring me that I had nothing to worry about, but I was still nervous. I doubted that I was the right person to lead the remainder of my people. Had I acted previously, we wouldn't have been in this mess with the Porta Segreta. Had I paid attention to my gut feelings and been smart enough to recognize all the injustices around me, I wouldn't have ignored tensions in our own population to the point of surprise when the Civil War broke out. Another change for the Council, this time, since our numbers had dwindled, was that we decided to vote nine Anturians into the council. It was a small number. It was an odd number. An odd number so we could never again be deadlocked in a tie. Also, any member could bring items for a vote on the council instead of going through the leader's office first. All items brought forth by the nine would be voted on after the case was pleaded with details presented. This step would block the unfortunate affair that began the tensions of the Civil War. Dalfia could see the thoughts racing around my head as she finished helping me get ready. Relax, Bryn. You will be fine. I smirked at her. And when they do not re-elect me, will you tell that to the person who replaces me? I was joking, of course, but her countenance shifted to a serious one. Bryn, 
I serve no one but you for life. I started to protest, but she lifted her hand to thwart my protest. No, it's not up for negotiation. From the day in that council room where you collapsed upon hearing about your granddaughter, I committed to protect you and serve you whatever role you had or didn't have here on Anturia until the end of my days. You cannot go through what we have gone through together and not be forever bound to each other. I could never be loyal to another as my loyalties would always lay with you first and foremost. She straightened my robe on my shoulders and tapped me in the middle of my back so I would stand up straight. Now off you go. She was shoving me toward the door that led to the council chamber. By the end of that meeting, the public had unanimously voted me in as leader of the new council. The other eight Anturians voted in were Kian of Aldhurst, Alban of Brunford, Iron of Stratton, Talide of Linton, Neris of Linmore, Ivana of Calduin, Ilari of Westdell, and Rodri of Iana. The communities that were not present to vote were Thantos, Chel de Velglen, Malaysia, Duroy, Seston, Ferelt, Rylea, and Renaya. Some other communities were present and did vote, but they had no representatives popular enough to be elected to the new council. After everyone was voted in and confirmed, the first thing we did was vote on a new name for the council. They chose Signor Idoeth, Council of the Wise. I'm not sure how wise we were. I felt some of them were more charismatic than brilliant. We spent the first few days of our newly formed Council of the Wise voting over how new government would work and how much we would involve humans in our decision-making processes. Additionally, we discussed our most important objectives to reach, including our recovering from the Civil War, which was still a slow process impeded by the rapid spread of humans. The days were exhausting, but at the same time completely rewarding. I reinvested Dalfia back as my personal assistant, my private guard, and captain of the guard for the Council of the Wise. She would never admit it, but I could tell how proud she was to receive such honors. Speaking of Dalfia, she had gotten word from her father that no one in Tethia was ready yet to come forward and speak of the atrocities that were committed against them by our own kind. But nonetheless, we had been quite effective at relating stories of Dalfia's family, and it made others speak up about family members they lost to Anturian societal expectations. Anturians were starting to wake up and realize there were many things wrong with our world before the Porta Segreta and the appearance of humans on our planet. On the final day of the council deliberations for this session, Justin Dax and an entourage from Balia Island appeared. I invited him to step up in front of the Council of the Wise and present his updates on the Porta Segreta. He smiled warmly to us all as if everyone in the room was his very best friend that he had known all of his life. His charisma was quite remarkable, yet even with it, there was no doubt he was extremely intelligent. Not just intelligent for problem-solving and technical things, but for leading people and for having an emotional intelligence. I found emotional intelligence to be lacking in many others around me, including myself at times. He began, I know I am here at the end of the day, and you must all be quite exhausted and ready to be done. So I will be brief 
and I will not expect you to make decisions this instant. In fact, I expect once I share with you what I have come to share with you, you may wish to schedule more sessions to talk through things, not only with me, but with each other, without me. He spoke so eloquently, enunciating each word as though all had equal importance in a sentence. The first news I present to you is one of great significance. His smile widened and he opened his arms wide as though he meant to hug us all at once. The Porta Segreta has been stopped. Everyone cheered loudly. It was good that he stopped speaking with that small but powerful voice, else we would have never heard what else he had to say. We were all clapping and standing and smiling and shaking each other's hands. It felt wonderful to have something to smile about. The influx of humans onto Anturia was stopped. After several moments of cheerful jubilation, we sat back down and he took that as his cue to continue. Not only have my team and I managed to stop the influx of humans onto Anturia, but we have fixed the Porta Segreta so it could, theoretically, be used in the way it was intended originally, if we so choose. I would recommend leaving my team in charge of it. If you choose to run it again, they can make sure new people are continually trained on how to run it, so we are never again without someone with such a skill as long as the Porta Segreta exists on our planet. There were mixed expressions from the council members this time because some of us, like me, would want the thing dismantled once we retrieved any Anturians stuck on Earth for all this time. There were others who still thought it could be used for good, and others who believed it was needed to rob resources from Earth and bring to Anturium. However, my team and I have a proposal for it that we would like to present to you now. First, we would, as I suspect everyone would want, to retrieve all the Anturians who have been stuck on Earth. Obviously, they've been there so long that some may have found a way to integrate seamlessly into society there. We must consider that some humans may not wish to come back, and you, the Council of the Wise, will have to decide if that's a possible option for them or not. Justin paused, and I nodded. Just as we could never force humans here to return back to Earth, especially if they had children here or made their own homes and relationships here, we could not request the same of Anturians stuck on Earth. Justin continued, Once that is done, my team and I have found a way to program the Porta Segreta to pull people with specific characteristics that we can enter in as parameters. The machine then calculates through all points of time on Earth when people who meet that criteria of character and traits pass by those places that it monitors. It can grab those people and bring them to Anturia. I recommend we do this in two batches of 5,000 human lives and that we put in characteristics of intelligence, strategy, as well as a mixture of fighting skills, dexterity, strength, etc. This was intriguing, I thought. Characteristics of war. What else would we do with 10,000 such humans? Justin seemed to read my mind. Once we have these two batches of 10,000 humans, 
We will educate them on Anturia and train them as a part of an army from within those ranks would be their own superiors. And we would have them help us take back over our planet from the humans on the Tukduran side that have imprisoned, tortured, and murdered so many of our kind. Of course, the humans who wish to live with us peacefully in one society will continue to let live here provided they follow our laws. Perhaps someday our blood and theirs will mix into a single being and there will be no more humans and Anturians on this planet. However, I leave the details of such plannings to you, the Senor E. Doeth, the Council of the Wise. He bowed his head in respect to us and then stepped back down to indicate he was done speaking with us for today. Everyone was quiet and obviously in deep thought. The problems of the humans and power in Tukduran, primitive and deadly emperor and his followers, have been growing and the fear of his rule expanding onto Landorus has also been growing. In some communities in Landorus, we were seeing humans and Anturians breeding and mixed blood beings were becoming higher in numbers since the first influx of humans came to the continent. This new mixed race could solve a number of problems for us. Was a mixed race the future of our planet? We could no longer keep it pure Anturians for certain. Our only options were all humans or a new mixed being of both DNA patterns and genetics. Honestly, I preferred the latter for the sake of the memory of my beloved Afinin. She cannot live on, but in some way, her race, my race, must. Season 1, Episode 13, The Council of the Wise, from the Anturia Diaries Prequel Stories Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite podcast subscription apps or at anturia.org. Season 1, Episode 14, Till Du Roy Do Us Part. We will check in on Kyla Marie and her scheduled fight to the death in the desert. Stay tuned. Anturia Diaries Prequel Stories Podcast are copyright 2022 by Heather Lynn McMillan. All rights reserved. No part of these stories may be reproduced in any form or by an electronic or mechanical means, including information storage and retrieval systems, without permission in writing from the author. Disclaimer, this is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are the product of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, events, or locales is entirely coincidental. Mm-hmm.